Hello and welcome to the Bliss Bean Show. I'm your host, Patrice, and on this podcast, we talk about how to design intentional days, create meaningful work, and get more out of life. Welcome back to the show. So my guest today is Joanna Lilly. Joanna is a treatment placement consultant and therapeutic gap year consultant at Lilly Consulting. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. So today we're going to talk about going to college or not going to college, all of the options that students have after high school, and just any questions they have about that transition that can often be very stressful. So first I want to talk about college. Obviously, college applications can be a super stressful process, and it feels like so much of how your future life will end up hinges on the acceptances that you get and then the choices that you ultimately make. So one question that we got from an audience member that I thought a lot of people would resonate with was, what if you get into none of the colleges that you applied to? And this person said that this was their absolute worst fear. So what would you say to them to ease their fears? Well, and know that you're not alone, right? There's so many other people that are kind of holding their breath like, oh my gosh, what happens if? And the reality is it might happen, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to plan for that. So if that happens, and again, that's the worst case scenario, you have the choice. You have the choice of being devastated and like sitting in that situation and feeling like your future is over, right? Which is pretty defeatist. Or you have the choice of saying, ugh, that was awful. Now what do I do? Now how can I continue to move forward with my life, right? Like that stinks. Do I still really want to go to school? Okay, should I just take classes at the local community college? Or do I go take a gap year? Do I do something that's going to make me more like a highly sought out candidate and I can turn around and reapply and this just wasn't meant to be? It's totally about perspective. And I resonate with that person because honestly, when I was a high school senior, I was so upset when I found out that this one school didn't admit me. I I thought that that was it. I was like, my life is over. Like, this is so horrible. Like, what am I gonna do? And then I allowed myself a day to be really sad because we're human, we're allowed to be sad. And then I picked myself up the next day and was like, okay, what am I going to do differently? Where am I going to go to school? What is my path going to be? Because the worst thing that you can do is in finding out that you don't get into any of those schools, literally just feel stuck, right? Like sit in that space where you're like, well, this is it. I don't, I guess I'm not supposed to move on with my life because that's not true. And I think even for students who aren't worried about uh, not getting into colleges, it it's definitely the situation that a lot of students have found themselves in with the coronavirus, um, just teaching us that it's so important to have a backup plan that if, if the next year doesn't present the opportunities you thought that it would, that you have something else that you can turn to. And then a lot of other people asked questions about applying to colleges undecided. So they were talking about having a wide variety of interests and struggling to choose a major because of that. And they were thinking about applying to college undecided, but then they weren't sure if there are any pros or cons to that. And would it affect them being able to find a career later on after graduating? So many questions. Like, <laughs> and there's so much wrapped into that. I think at the end of the day, and this is information 
and, and this is just my perspective. What I tell people is at the end of the day, it does not matter where you get your college degree or what your degree is in oftentimes and more often than not, it's just that you got a degree, right? Like you showed us the piece of paper. It doesn't matter if you went to eight different universities or you changed your major eight times. At the end of the day, it's that you actually get, you know, you got that stamp from whatever university and it says, here's your bachelor's degree. And then that gives you the leverage to apply to any job. Ultimately, it's about who you are. Now, I also should say, again, this is my perspective. Now, if you're the type of person that like is, you know, wants to be a lawyer and like sometimes that matters where you go to school, right? It depends on where you went to undergrad, but really what matters is the network that you have, the connections that you have. Did you have an internship? Does your family friend, you know, have this job that you're holding? You know, like whatever the situation is, it's the network that really leans on that. So to then back up even further, I'm not the expert in saying it's better for you to apply undecided to get into the school. That I would just say, talk to a college counselor or a college consultant. That is going to be the person that is an expert in that arena in terms of the admissions piece, in terms of once you get to wherever you're going and whether or not you are an undecided major or whether or not you change your major, like I said, eight times. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me of a situation that I had a friend in. So because I took a gap year, I kind of got to watch all of my friends go through the college application process and learn from them and like take notes, basically. So I had this one (laughs) friend whom I always thought like she could get into absolutely any college she wanted to because I thought she was amazing. But then she didn't she didn't get into her dream school. But like, as always, I've been so inspired by her and the way that she approached that issue was also inspiring to me because she was basically like, I didn't get into the college that I really wanted to get into, but I know that I can create a really good experience wherever I go. And that just really stuck with me. Next, I wanted to talk about the topic of independence. So for a lot of students, going to college is like their first really big leap into independence. There's, of course, a very big difference between like being a teenager, living at home and going to high school with your parents and then being out on your own and kind of handling the day to day of college life without your parents always there. So do you have any advice for that transition to independence? I guess we can start on more of like an emotional, mental level. Like, how do you prepare yourself for that shift? Yeah, it's, I'm so glad you asked this question because honestly, I wish more people were thinking about this. Uh, what I what I feel like the bulk of conversations relate to is like academic readiness. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Like, can you, can you, you know, match up to our rigor? Absolutely. But then when it comes to somebody's struggle in a social environment, their ability to be uncomfortable and be okay with that, that's really what's going to make or break somebody once they get to college, like that transition. Those are the clients that I work with. Those are the ones who like, they were like, oh, I got into my top school, not a problem. And then they get to school and it's like, oh, I didn't realize how hard it was to make friends. Or I didn't realize how much I would struggle when I got a C on my first exam because I've only ever got, you know, B's or A's. Like, this is, it's really troubling. So my advice, the summer before you transition to college, do something that allows you to go outside of your comfort zone. 
something that puts puts you in a forced new social environment. Now, again, this is like in a world outside of COVID. Yeah. So COVID makes things so hard right now. But like in a non-COVID world, I would say go do some sort of like, you know, couple week experience or a two month experience before you get to college. Meet other people that are transitioning. Go do some service work, right? Like put yourself in a space where you're outside of the home, right? So you're not constantly connected to your parents. And that also includes technologically. If you can disconnect for just a minute, you'll actually realize how refreshing that is. And it will put you in like a more grounded space so that when you land in college, you aren't quite so like trigger happy. And I say trigger happy with my finger, like here's me texting on my phone to text my parents and say like, college isn't what I thought it was. This is not cool. I want to come home seven days in or seven weeks into the transition. So for me, taking a gap year, I felt like that really helped me because one of the experiences that I had in my gap year was traveling for two months. And I was not expecting how homesick I got. Like the first, well, first I landed in Lisbon for a couple of days and all that excitement and all that energy, like made me completely forget about home and then I got to my first workaway program where I was staying with a host family and then it just hit like I got so homesick and I was crying and then it slowly fades but it definitely proved to me that I was like more dependent on being at home and on my parents than I thought I was so I think no one like really expects it going into it because I think especially in high school, you want to feel like, oh, I'm so independent. Like, I'm so excited to leave home. But then you don't really know what that'll be like until it actually happens. Um, something else that you brought up was how difficult it is to make friends in college. So that is one of the most common comments that I've heard from my friends is they always say that, like, it's it's easy to make acquaintances or, like, people that you always see in class but that they really struggle with forming the same level of friendships that they did in high school. Do you have a lot of clients who struggle with that? And what is your advice to them? Yeah, I have a lot of that. That's actually like any type of relationship, whether it's social or just like being able to communicate in general. Those are pretty consistent struggles. I think the most important piece is that you can't put pressure on yourself to meet like meet uh, and make your best friend in the first weekend that you're in college. The perspective needs to be, if you had great friends in high school, you have to remind yourself how long it took you to gain those friends and how you gained them. Was it by participating in some activity? Mm -hmm. Did you know them back in like middle school or elementary school? And if that's the case, then you have to remember if you're comparing yourself to like the first week or the first semester that you've been in college, we're talking about months on a large college campus where there's a lot of people and everybody's in this like new space. Uh, If you are timid, And you have this approach of like, well, somebody's got to come to me to be my friend, then you're not going to make friends. You actually, again, this goes back to the comment about the summer before, put yourself in that like out of the box, like comfort zone, out of the box experiences so that you feel more comfortable doing things that could be embarrassing, right? Or could be disappointing. And then you got to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you're sheltered and you're like, I'm going to wait for this one acquaintance that I've made who consistently I talk to, but only for 30 seconds for the, you know, two classes that I have with them during the week, 
You're not going to have that acquaintanceship evolve into a friendship if you don't initiate it, mm-hmm. right? You can't wait for somebody else to do that. And again, you have to remember that if you're putting pressure on yourself of like, I'm supposed to have best friends in college and I've only been in college for a semester or two semesters, you have to reflect back on your previous experiences and those relationships and give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. It is, we are not like the light, no, no person is the life of the party and automatically becomes everybody's best friend. That's not, that's not real life. That's Hollywood. Yeah. You see that in movies, but in real life, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be the one to initiate those conversations. And you also have to be okay with somebody saying no. Like, I'm not interested in hanging out. Okay, so that's a dead end. I'm going to try somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely looking back on high school, I feel like the best friends that I made, we definitely didn't start out as best friends. Like, in the beginning, we just have classes together, didn't even notice each other, and then talk once in a while. And it really takes a long time for those, like, deepest friendships to really cement. And then, like, moving away from the emotional and mental side of preparing for college, what do you think are the most important like practical tips for moving out on your own in terms of like finances or managing your own space in your dorm room or having roommates or cooking or stuff like that? Yeah, this another great question. So everybody's different. You do need to know what's important to you and then you need to stick to a routine. Uh, in addition to that, you have to be able to articulate and communicate. So if you're sharing a space, mm. You can't assume that somebody has the same cleanliness or lack of cleanliness that you do. You have to actually like have a direct conversation about it. And if something is not up to your standards, the example being one college roommate is a little bit messy and the other one is very clean, then that very clean one needs to be able to advocate for themselves, but also come to some point of compromise in terms of budgeting, Mm. that's a tough one because there's so many factors that go into that. Like, do you have a job? Are you, you know, are your parents paying for college? Are you paying for tuition? Because any of those things kind of could play out differently. If there's somebody on campus that actually falls within that space of doing financial advisement, right? Or giving tips on budgeting and and things kind of in that financial wellness umbrella, then definitely reach out to those resources. Um, Or if your parents are helping you, again, like here's my example. When I went to college, my parents were pretty direct with me about here's your checking account. You need to monitor it. This is how much you're getting monthly. And it was just an easy transition for me to learn that from them. Um, But not every young person is going to have that same experience. So just be mindful of that. Um, and I think, you know, just across the board, every area of wellness, again, as we're talking about like academic, social, emotional, like financial, um, you just want to make sure you find balance in it all, right? So that's where a lot of times like this, the scales are kind of tipped for somebody and then things feel out of whack. And then that's where like, oh, now like somebody is experiencing depression for the first time or anxiety because their area that kind of the bubble of social and, and mental might be kind of depleted um, whereas another area is kind of focused on and, and above and beyond so just lots of things to put pressure on the plate of a young adult as they're transitioning into kind of their independent years i think that 
idea of practicing beforehand applies to this as well. Like if you're traveling, like not only are you getting practice being away from home, but you're also getting practice like budgeting for your trip or traveling with someone and having to make compromises with them. So I think with like so many aspects of living on your own, there are ways to incorporate that beforehand as a practice run like as a little experiment almost and just start to pick up those skills along the way um and not just assume that like you learn everything once you get there and kind of start preparing in advance yeah that's a that's a pretty high expectation to put on yourself like don't worry i'll just take care of it then yeah right like it'll all pan out exactly when has (laughs) that ever panned out (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we've talked about going to college. Now I want to move the conversation to those students who are thinking of perhaps not going to college right away. So just first off, what options are available for students who don't want to go straight from high school to college? Because we hear a lot about gap years, but I think that the range of possibilities for what you do with that gap year is so wide. And a lot of students just like don't really know what their options are. Yeah, the options are endless. I know that sounds so like cheesy and kind of cliche, but it's actually true. Even in like the COVID times, like there are still, there's still so many opportunities, so many options. And oftentimes we do type in to Google gap year and what pops up, fortunately are programs that fall within the gap year umbrella, but it's a small number of options at the grand scheme of things when like comparing it to my phrase of like options are endless. Well, what shows up in terms of gap year options is actually pretty limited or at least it comes across that way. So it really is about like, what do you want to do and finding people or connecting to people that will help you piece together what your journey is. If you have absolutely no idea, there's again, kind of cliche, there's plenty of assessments or resources that are out there for you to find out like, what are some actual like kind of callings for you personally based on filling out this career assessment. And then that could be kind of a baseline of, okay, now that I've identified that I really want to like be in this like social services space, what the heck could I do that allows me to kind of lean into, according to what this assessment says, something that would be a calling for me. So there's, you don't have to, you know, go into Google and type in gap year, you just go into Google and type in like whatever the heck you want to do and see what pops up and then piece it all together because nobody's gap year experience similar to a college experience is the same. So figure out what you want to do and just know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with what, what package you piece together for yourself. Yeah, definitely. As I started doing research on my own gap year, whenever I would Google gap years, like it seemed like the only possibilities were like guided outdoor adventure type things. And so it was hard to imagine a different kind of gap year for myself because now um, like being involved with the gap year association, they were talking about how like they wanted to include more perspectives like mine where we did more of like an independent gap year and just worked on personal projects. And like, as I was doing it, I didn't realize that was like a very unique thing at all to do. Um, But then I realized that like a lot of students don't really see that as an option. So I think one way that helped me to think of a gap year was just like looking at what I was interested in during high school. 
but didn't have much time for or had other limitations on because of school and then just taking a year off from school to pour a lot more time and a lot more energy into them and see how they could develop with all that extra resources that I was giving to them. So yeah, with my gap year, I I felt like I couldn't really give a clear answer to anyone who asked me, what are you doing? Because I couldn't be like, ah, yes, I'm, leave- I'm leaving to this country and I'm working on this project because I almost intentionally like tried to keep it kind of open-ended. Like I just wanted to follow where it took me, but I felt super self-conscious that people would think that I was just being lazy or like running away from responsibilities, like just afraid to start college. But like I knew deep down that I really was going to make the most of this gap year. So what advice would you have for not letting other people's opinions affect you, but also maybe how to explain to them what you hope to gain from your gap year? It's not easy, right? You're, you are literally swimming upstream against a really strong current, which mm-hmm. is this, this pretty consistent societal narrative that says, if you're not going to college, then what? Uh, right? Like there's just this kind of undercurrent of judgment and it's not ill intended. It's just because the majority of young people are going off to college. So then if somebody's like, oh, if somebody asked you like, hey, Patrice, where are you going to school? And you're like, actually, I'm taking a gap year, right? Like they in their story, right? Because they just assumed you're a high school senior and the majority of high school seniors go off to college. Their, their experience would be that they would assume that you're going to say, oh, I'm going to insert name of university. And then they can talk to you. Well, what's going to be your major, right? It's almost like this prescribed, like, script. super, yeah, it's such a <laughs> script, right? Like, hey, how are you doing? What's, like, what's the weather today? Yeah. You know, like, really, really, like, expected and mundane. And it doesn't, doesn't require us to dig deep into any type of vulnerability. And that is what choosing a gap year is is being vulnerable right because you are going against the green but you are choosing that assertively because you know that that is your journey right Mm -hmm. that experience is your calling and so to be able to articulate that to somebody who may it might be falling on deaf ears whatever it is that you say to them just make sure that you believe it right like this experience is going to be great And for these three reasons, this is why I'm choosing it. This is what I think I'm doing. But at the end of the day, it's got to be for you. It's not for explaining to somebody like you can't be in a position to convince them to believe you Mm -hmm. that this is the right thing for you to do. You have to make sure that you believe that it is the right thing to do. You could say like, I'm flying to the moon because I like the color purple, right? They're not going to know how to respond to that the same way you're going to talk to them about these three things of like enlightenment, right? Like personal journey, growth, like, wait, what? No, (laughs) I just asked you this question because I thought you were going off to college. (laughs) So just make sure that whatever it is that be prepared because you're going against the grain, but then also make sure whatever messaging that you're, you know, whatever you say or whatever messaging that you're using, it's for you. It's not for them because you're not going to convince them. Some, I, I think sometimes you just have to accept that like some people will not understand, but you're doing it for yourself. So that's okay. 
luckily I had I did have a lot of supportive people in my life but there were definitely a few instances like we visited some relatives in Europe and I was talking to my great aunt and she was like are you sure about taking this gap year are like you're gonna forget everything that you learned in school and I was like that is really the last of my worries but I knew that like she we we didn't know each other that well because it was a few years that we um finally got to see each other in Europe and I was like I it'll take a long time like for me to really explain why I'm doing this and even then like you you sometimes just can't really convey that message so I just had to accept like kind of jokingly shrug it off and be like yeah I'll try not to um but then like continue with my own plans because I knew that that was what I needed to do so I talk a lot about gap years on my blog but I feel like it's definitely been a pretty unpopular. If you look for information on it online, you can definitely find lots of people taking gap years. But then if you like look at your school community, for example, in my graduating class, there were maybe two or three people that took gap years. So it can feel very lonely. But a lot of things are changing right now because with the coronavirus, so many more people are considering gap years as an option. And they're thinking about maybe either taking a year or half a year off from school due to COVID. So what advice would you give for this particular super weird situation for students who are either considering taking that time off from school or they've already done that, but now that they've done that, they're really worried that they're going to get off track because of this break? Yeah, it's, it's hard because I feel like coronavirus at this point is a moving target, right? There's no end date of like, oh, here's this vaccine or hey, on this day, all of a sudden this virus that's spread across the globe is just going to like disappear, yeah. right? Like that, the anxiety around the timeline is what is actually driving a lot of young people to kind of be in this, this place of indecisiveness and worry. Um, at the end of the day, college is not going anywhere. I will say that. Um the irony behind that is because of the financial implications of COVID, there are colleges that are actually like on the precipice of closing mm. because they don't have the financial endowment. Now that's a morbid thought. Okay. But what's important to, to like overlook that is if college, getting a college degree is still important to you, the schools that will survive through the financial implication of this pandemic will still exist. And you can apply and get your degree and study and, you know, whatever your school was before it wasn't meant to be. Maybe. Maybe it was. Um, I digress. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's okay to take a break. It's also okay. It's okay to defer. What we know for certain, especially after this fall, is that the typical college experience does not exist during COVID. No matter how much that colleges are doing their best, like day in and day out, their efforts are not lost on young adults, on families, on like alumni, you name it. We can see the effort that's being put in to try to make college as, in quote, normal as possible. In reality, we're talking about very small, like social gatherings, constantly being tested, quarantine, classes online. Like that's not the, in quote, typical college experience. So if you don't feel motivated to take classes online, if you don't feel motivated to be somewhat disconnected, even though you are physically living in a, in a building with so many other people that are in the same exact situation as you, it's okay to hit pause. It's okay to defer. You just need to know 
what your school policy is on deferment or or basically not returning the following semester. And then most important in all of this, have a plan. If you're not going to be in school, what are you going to do instead? This goes back to the same, like the opening question that you had for me. What happens if I don't get into my dream school? What happens if you do get into your dream school and then you defer because of COVID? You have to do something. Create a plan, right? Like put something together, go enroll in some gap year, go move abroad and just volunteer. Like that stuff is still happening. Like there's so many things that have not hit pause. So don't feel like your life has to be on pause just because you either deferred or kind of postponed college. Absolutely. So having a plan A and a B and a C, just like as many options as you can. Because I know with my with, with my gap year, I planned on taking one and then I was... I ended up taking another one because of COVID, but like in my first gap year, I planned on traveling and then I had to stay home in the spring. And so then my backup plan was just work on YouTube. And it was like, it was nice to have something to fall back on because there was really no period of time when I just, I felt completely lost. So I think that's the value of having a plan is that you can just go immediately right to it. Because just that like wandering feeling and not really having anything to focus your energy toward can be really scary. So again, like I said, I think looking back at what interested you, what hobbies you had, what clubs you were in in high school, and just trying to adapt that um, into something longer term that you can occupy your time with. So finally, I want to move on to a quick lightning round of questions. The first one is, what has been your most important or helpful habit lately? Ooh, uh, menu planning uh, and actually cooking. I feel like the, and I'll be quick, right? Because this is a lightning round. Uh, It's so easy to emotionally eat, especially now. Um, And so it's right now for me, menu planning and actually like following through with the menu, cooking the food, eating it with so much love and intentionality. Like that has been a very helpful and healthy habit for me right now. What's been your favorite thing you've cooked recently? Oh man, um, I'm actually really excited. Can I can I talk about what I'm doing yes. for Thanksgiving? <laughs> okay, actually, um, yeah, um, getting creative because I wrote it down. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're doing stuffing muffins. Mm. So in like a little cupcake, um, you know, tin. We're doing mashed potato balls. We're doing ham sliders, and then shredded Brussels sprout salad. I mean, this is wow. like. Everything that I would normally have done for Thanksgiving, none of that on the list. So just like getting fun and creative with, so I'm really excited for Thanksgiving. That sounds delicious. I want to get that delivered because I don't know if I can cook that. (laughs) The second question is, what is a book that you would recommend to our listeners? Actually, it's a book and I pulled it because I wanted to show it. Mm -hmm. It's a book called Self-Compassion. I just started reading this. It's by uh, Kristen Neff. If this book is so important for us right now, especially during, again, pandemic and just this time of year, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're going into the holidays where there can be a lot of judgment. There can be a lot of anxiety about what's to come in the year ahead, right? Reflection on this year and then what's going to happen next year, which there's so much weight around August 2021, right? Gap year and or like enrolling in college. 
So making sure that you have self-compassion. If you're that kid that's putting all the pressure on yourself of like, what if I don't get into my colleges? Or, you know, what if I can't move on with my life because this, you know, because COVID-19 is still around? You have to remember to just cut yourself a little bit of a break. And that's what this book is about. And it's very beautifully written. So if you haven't started to read it, check it out because it's really helpful. And it's not just for, I should say, it's not just for high school like students and or college students. It's a, it's a book that everybody needs to read right now. We all need a little bit more self-compassion. Yeah, I keep hearing that message and I think it's really helpful that just like whatever expectations you had for yourself um, in your daily life before quarantine, like everything is different now. And so maybe your goal is to just get through this period of time and like that that's a big achievement at the end of the day. And then finally, what is a favorite quote of yours? Oh, you're gonna like shake your head or roll your (laughs) eyes at me on this one because it it actually relates to everything that we've been talking about today but I swear it really is one of my favorite quotes the quote is if you fail to plan you plan to fail I mean like I feel like it almost it it needs no explanation it is just so important failure is inevitable and yet we can try to avoid it as best as possible as long as we have, like you said, all those options. A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. Like have 26 plans mm-hmm. <laughs> for how things can play out and then just let it play out how it's supposed to. But if you don't plan, that's when life is going to be really hard. That is a perfect note to end this on. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can our listeners find you online? Thank you for having me. Um, So most importantly, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Lily Consulting, L-I-L-L-E-Y, Consulting. Uh, My website also drives a lot of traffic because there's tons of articles and resources on there, and that's lilyconsulting.com. So I would just say go to my website, and then you can click on all sorts of, like, I have my own podcasts. I have videos, too, so check out everything. Go to my website. Perfect. Thank you so much. So three takeaways from today's episode. First of all, when it comes to high school and college plans, but also just in life in general, you can never really have too many backup plans. So if you only have one plan or one idea of what you're going to do after high school or how you're going to spend the next year, you should definitely put some effort into at least making a plan B. But best case scenario, making a plan for every letter of the alphabet. Because we're in such an unpredictable situation right now, but also life in general is just always kind of unpredictable, it really helps to do that work ahead of time and think through some options if things don't go exactly the way that you expect them to. Second, as you're making that transition from high school to college, it really helps to have little practice runs or like little experiments. So if, like for many students, going to college is going to be your first experience living away from home, then it's really helpful to do maybe some sort of a trip beforehand so that you can get used to what it feels like to not always be in constant contact with your parents. And then this also applies to a bunch of like life skills. So don't expect that you're just going to learn everything once you're out there on your own. You can make things easier for yourself if in advance you start learning how to how to budget, how to do the laundry, how to cook some simple meals. Um, I think it can be helpful even to just literally sit down and make a list of like everything you're worried about, all the life skills you would like to learn, and then it might feel a little less overwhelming because you can just go one by one 
and probably literally Google or YouTube anything that you don't know how to do, and you can learn. And then the last takeaway is just whatever you decide to do after high school, whether it is going to college, taking a gap year, not going to college, you are the one who is going to be most impacted by that decision. And I know that there are a lot of situations where there's so much external pressure for which path you decide to take after high school, but I would just like to encourage you to really advocate for yourself and put yourself first because you know best what is best for you. But also don't forget to have a backup plan. So for today's action of the day, we're coming up on 2021. We kind of have no idea what that year will look like. And so I think it's really helpful to take a look at whatever plans or expectations you have for that year and just come up with at least like one backup option for, I don't know, like a worst case scenario. If everything that you were planning on doing is canceled, what else can you do with that time? My one recommendation for today, I'm sorry, I have to do it. I have to recommend BTS's new album, B. I've still only listened to it a couple of times, but I already love it. It's basically an album just about their experiences in quarantine, and it covers the entire range of emotions that I think we've all experienced this year. It's mostly in Korean, obviously, but I would definitely encourage you to watch it with the English subtitles or look up the lyrics somewhere because they are definitely very very spot on. Otherwise, for what is going on at the Bliss Bean, um, I'm recording this right before posting it, so this is definitely the latest news, very up to date. I think I'm gonna do an Instagram post to like officially announce this, even though it's not that big of a deal, but I think I'm just gonna take a break for the rest of this year. I've really been struggling the second half of the year, and I've definitely taken a couple of like unofficial breaks where I just stopped posting unexpectedly, but I think it would be nice to just set aside some time and say in advance that no new videos are going to go up for that time period and just like step away from everything. I don't really feel tired of making videos or making content like I wish I could, but I think I need to sort some other stuff out um, and just come back to it in 2021. So whatever I end up deciding to do, thank you in advance for your support and for being patient this entire second half of the year because I know I've just like randomly dipped from the internet a couple of times. I hope 2021 will be a better year for all of us and I hope you guys are all showing yourselves kindness. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about The Bliss Bean and connect with me on YouTube and Instagram at TheBlissBean and TheBlissBean.com. If you'd like to sign up to receive the show notes in your inbox every Wednesday morning, that's TheBlissBean.com slash podcast. If you have a listener, question, comment, or suggestion, you can send a voice memo to hello at TheBlissBean.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.